Welcome to the TM Bites Podcast. This program is funded in full or part by Orange County Government. Oh, we are so excited to have Chief Information Officer Navlet Mattis from Orlando Health with us today. Navlet, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit about your journey. Tell me a little bit about where you started being from Jamaica and the impact that that has had on your upbringing and your life. And then we're going to dive right into how you got started in IT. Hey, that's so much. I could talk for the whole podcast on that, right? But as you mentioned, I I, I, um, grew up in Jamaica, went to high school in Jamaica. And when I finished high school, I applied for college in the U.S. And I actually applied to do fashion. You know, I love fashion. So I decided that I'm a girly girl. I wanted to study fashion and really I wanted to buy because I love to shop, right? You know, and, and design where I could. So I, um, my major was um, at Howard. I applied to Howard University and I got accepted into the School of Human Ecology to do um, fashion designing. And I came to the States and um, I was a girl from Jamaica. And it's not just that I'm from Jamaica. It was not even like a city Jamaican girl. I'm a country Jamaican girl, right? <laughs> so I was not exposed to, to, you know, the latest in technology. I really did not know what a computer looked like. Um, back then, and I don't really want to age myself too much, <laughs> but I um, was registering for my my first class at Howard, and um, the lady was using a um, the registrar was using oh, apparently a computer, and I thought it was just a fancy typewriter. And because I had started to take typing in Jamaica, because we don't do that in high school necessarily, I had started um, some courses and I had not finished. I thought that, oh, there is something I could finish up. So I said, where could I go to learn to use that? And she, not knowing really what I, where I was coming from, she said, well, you know, you have to go to, you'd have to um, be in the school of engineering or the school of business. I'm like, engineering, me? And not that kind of girl. Um, business, maybe. Well, I'll go over to the School of Business and see if I can learn to use, um, you know, this high-end typewriter. So long story is I went to the School of Business and providentially my major was changed to management information systems. I told them that I wanted to learn to use. By then I figured the name of it was a computer and they translated that. I honestly don't know what I said, but the translation was I wanted to change my major to learn to use the computer. And so that's how I got into um, management information systems. And while I did do um, courses in fashion, as probably now they were my electives, I just absolutely fell in love with, um, you know, what I began to be exposed to in this space. That is an awesome story. And what a wonderful introduction to computers, as you say. And a lot of times it really just takes that spark or that curiosity to really get us to dive in and dig a little deeper to find out what our true calling and our passion is. So you were interested in fashion. You ended up as an MIS major at Howard University. Fast forward and tell me a little bit about your first job. Yeah. So, um, while I was at Howard, you know, in your senior year, when everybody's graduating, um, companies come in to recruit. 
And uh, I interviewed with a number of companies, AT&T included, um, to do programming. And the next thing I know, I got an interview with AT&T and I went to do my interview and on the spot, pretty much I was made an offer. I remember my first offer letter and um, it was just like, wow, I actually have a real job um, that I'm going to make like a real salary. Of course, I was working all the way through college. I worked every spare hour that I had, but my, that was my first job was with AT&T and they hired me as uh, initial design in their initial designer training program, IDT is what it was called. And that's where they put all new um, hires coming in to do computer programming through their rigorous program for about, I believe it was three to four months. And what they did was they pretty much unlearned everything that you'd learned to do to a certain extent. But of course, you had the fundamentals and taught you how to, you know, get your analysis, write your requirements and then turn those into design and then write the code. And it was COBOL code back in those days. Again, I'm aging myself. Wow. <laughs> and so that was my first job. And the, the, the crazy thing about that, this was a, a past fire type of employment. So I had to go through the rigor of that course and I had to pass the various tests to where then we would be qualified to go on the floor, as they call it, to become a coder. I mean, what we're calling coder girl now, right? So uh, we had right, to go right. through all of that. And at each stage that, you know, we, you know, we, we passed that test, we got a bump in raise. So that was another motivation. And, you know, that's, that's how I got started writing COBOL code to, um, for billing systems in AT&T. So like your phone bills that you get now, I mainly did billing systems for com companies, not for individuals. My first project was called Cobra. Um, so we did billing systems for that. So that's how I got started really as a coder girl. Uh, Coda Girl. I think we'll have to rename you Navlet Coda Girl Mattis. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I just, I, I just always like, I can't imagine. I, in my wildest dreams, I never would have imagined that I would do something like that. I did not like math. I had nothing to do with physics. All of the STEM, what our traditional STEM program. And it turned out that somebody like me who thought or wanted to plan my way happened into this space where I was really good at it, but I just never realized it. You touched on a couple of things, right? Not being good at math, not really liking the sciences. And a lot of times I think when we're working with young girls, those stereotypes are reinforced sometimes um, as they're growing up. You're not good at math. And sometimes you get teased for that. Were you one of few in your courses as you were studying to be a coder girl or tell me a little bit about the university experience and how you felt supported at Howard and subsequently in your first professional role. Well, a couple of things. Actually, that um, the, the, the management information systems program at Howard was probably more girls than guys. Awesome. In it. Yes, yes, <laughs> it yes, was. Yes. And interestingly enough, to talk about support, we had a lot of people from the islands. A lot. We had a whole cohort of us from the islands, all the islands, and from Africa. And because we were all foreigners in this country, to a certain extent, we kind of 
you know, we banded together and got support from each other because we didn't necessarily have the traditional, we came in with scholarships or we came in with, you know, a lot of financial assistance from the government. We were all like scraping to make it and to pay our bills. And for me, I had a family too. Um, And so we actually were such a community. And the second point I also want to make is when I was, um, Speaking of that stereotype about math, so when I did my first math course, my first um, introduction to algebra, algebra one, algebra two, algebra one, I scraped by algebra two, I straight up failed it. Right. And it dawned on me, okay, I don't have parents paying for this. I am paying for this and I'm going to have to repeat it. That's a lot of money that I have to pay. And I buckled down. I repeated the class. And the next thing you know, I took calculus and got an A. So again, it was a very much a mindset that really began to change. And all these factors just helped me to say, you know what? You are actually good at this. Remove that block that you have to say you can't do this. And once I embrace the fact that this is something that I actually can do, I became fearless. <laughs> nice. I, oh, my gosh. You're dropping all the gems with us today. Thank and you. I think our audience who is listening is definitely picking up on your energy and your vibes and really just thinking about positive affirmation. And sometimes it's okay to fail, but when you do fail, get back up and continue and forge, uh, forge forward, I should say, and continue to practice. So one of the things that we reinforce in our Tech Sassy Girls program is the idea of it's okay to fail. You're not going to get it the first time and that's all right. But what you do with that information and how you move forward makes all the difference in the world. And if you're not great at something, continue to practice. You'll get better, but you have to put the commitment in. Absolutely. Love that story. Love that story. Love that story.